Welcome to My Baddie Can Read. We're your new favorite baddies, Yanni and Nika. Our podcast is like a book club where we and our guests strip back the layers of different books. Discussing the stories, themes, and lessons they contain. From inspiring memoirs to intriguing mysteries. We'll explore all kinds of genres. So get ready for laughter, insights, and a deeper appreciation of the written word. Get in baddies. We're going reading. Hey baddies, it's Yanni and Mika, and you're here with My Baddie Can Read Meeting One. This is the intro meeting, so we just want you guys to get to know us, um, about us, kind of understand what we will be doing with our podcast, and so the idea of a meeting is because we think of our podcast as a virtual book club. Exactly. So... I guess we'll just tell you all about ourselves. So I'm Yanni. Um, I'm an attorney. I'm also a mom to a wonderful little two-year-old. This is my best friend, Nika. We've been best friends since middle school. Long time. I know. <laughs> over 10 years. Over After 10 you years. You don't got to give him all that. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you were counting them. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay. But um yeah, so we bonded over reading. But let me let let me let my bestie tell y'all about herself as well. Okay, hey y'all, I'm Nika. Um, I'm an accountant. I'm not a boring accountant though. We baddies over here. Exactly. <laughs> um, I have two fur babies that I love, Storm and Gunner, like the rapper. Violent names. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um. Um, just like Yanni, I created my love for reading very early on. I used to read books with my mom. And then when I finally met Yanni in middle school, we started reading together. Um, so it's just something that I guess helps me escape sometimes. It's like my own little world, my time to myself. And I just really enjoy reading all types of genres, like anything really. I'm going to always be reading. Did you used to read books with your mom or did you just used to like steal her old books? Both. <laughs> she used to go and get like the little YA novels and be like, we're going to read this together. I'm like, girl, please. <laughs> and then we just steal them books. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was a whole husband's wife in the sixth grade. Honest with the Emma. <laughs> you were stealing all of them. And I was so, um, husband's wife was written by somebody named Nikki, right? Yes. Nikki, Nikki Turner. Giovanni. Nikki Turner. Nikki Turner. Oh, I said Nikki Giovanni the poem. <laughs> she would be upset. So I was real impressed to read that because that's my wild day. So I was like, let me read this. And when she had that book, I stole it. What else did we steal and read together? Mm. It was one of them real raunchy ones. For me, there was this one that I loved that I could steal. I could read over and over again. It was called Riding Dirty on I-95. <laughs> <laughs> It was one that I really like. My aunt said she knew the author. I don't know how she knew that lady. <laughs> but I was so like excited that she knew the person who wrote the book. It was called Liquid Dreams. I should not have been reading that book. I feel like I told I gave it to you. I didn't even think you gave it to me. Y'all, Nika is when I say Nika is a beast at storytelling, <laughs> Nika really told me this book and I 
it was like I was watching a movie. I cannot storytell like that. Like, <laughs> I would be all over the place. She really, like, I feel like I've read the book. Because that was about the little boy and he died with the mom or something. No, that was about the three friends. And um, they all had drug little boyfriends. Oh. And then the friend ended up being the queen pan after she killed And at her. the end, she one of them killed her car. Yeah. Oh, so something like that. Okay. Something like that. Okay. Yeah, that book, I was like, I was so amazed that my aunt knew that author. Like, oh my gosh, she's, she knows her. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. We, we love, we love a little ratchet novel or two. Um, you know, don't back it up. Yes. We, we've elevated. <laughs> More complex reading going on right now. Okay. You know, bigger words. <laughs> New York Times bestsellers, not Brooklyn. <laughs> not Brooklyn to be more. <laughs> But um, yeah, so that like we've just always had a love for reading. Um, our we had like a book club trio because we Aaliyah, shout out to Aaliyah. Hey Aaliyah. Hopefully you'll you'll be listening. But yeah, we had a little trio. We just we loved reading books. Like we used to have to hide them and put like book covers over it because you know you mm-hmm. can't bring that in school. Mm-hmm. All them little raunchy little covers. Sometimes our teachers would be mad and be like, even if it wasn't like a graphic novel, any book, they would just be like, y'all, focus on this. Yeah, the like, book. keep back up the, task the rest of the class. You know, everybody else <laughs> is reading like a chapter a week. We're past the book already. So we were just chilling, reading our books that we brought in from home and they weren't having that. Like, focus on my lesson plan, girls. You know, we were just ahead of the game. Yeah, we was ahead of the game. That's why we were so goofy in class because we didn't have nothing no, to do. <laughs> Educated daddy. So that's why we named the podcast My Baddie Can Read because we want, you know, like people don't really consider educated women to be bad. Yeah. But we are like. It's multifaceted. It's not just yes. a one type of baddie. Right. Exactly. So we can read. We can write. We can arithmetic. <laughs> <laughs> All of that. Um, so. I guess, what makes you a baddie? So I think that it's um, commonly thought like a baddie is a person that has like the look, but I think that we've redefined it to not only mean beauty, but also brains. So um, reading is like everything to us, you know, I think it's so beneficial for intellectual growth and mental escapes, but we want to encourage more people to choose reading as an escape, you know, as some like a learning tool. So to us, being a baddie is not just beauty, but also brains. Okay. Okay. What do you think? How are you a baddie? <laughs> so I consider myself a baddie because, um, I have a genuine just love for life, for God, myself, and others. Um, I just feel like I'm an awesome mother. I'm an awesome attorney. I'm an awesome daughter, a friend, um, sister, cousin, everything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm talented. I'm smart. And I don't even just mean like the education piece. I just mean like my outlook on life. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm dedicated to learning and growing in all ways. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Like, I just feel like, you know, that's constant. Like, evolving is constant. And I feel like a baddie is somebody who is always going to evolve. Um, I'm committed to positive vibes. And I want that for everybody else. Um, something else that's very important to me is I know I'm a baddie, but I don't have to be the only baddie in the room. Amen. Like, ever. I know that another person shining doesn't dim my light. Um. 
yeah, so I'm beautiful inside and out. And I'm humbly that bitch. I'm mm-hmm. a baddie. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you so. Take the word baddie and <laughs> define it for what you are and what you want to be. <laughs> Yes. And um, as we go forward with the show and like having guests, that's going to be something that we ask all of our guests, like what makes you a baddie? Because that's different for everyone. And it doesn't have to be this profound reason. It can be something superficial. Like I dress better than everybody when I walk in the room. If that's what it is to you, that's what it is to you. Like it's a unique thing and it can change at any given moment. So what you feel like makes you a baddie today can be something totally different five months from now, five years from now. So we hope that baddies. (laughs) Yes. Um, We hope that everybody listening with us, we hope that you feel like a baddie too. Yeah. What is a book that everybody should have? There are so many for so many different reasons. Yeah. I would say one book that I think everybody should read is Trust by Ayala Van Zandt. You read it? Yes. Okay. Okay. You you have it on your list? It's I, I started reading it and I stopped a while ago. Um, I don't even know if I still have the copy. Honestly, I think I, I passed it off to someone. Um, they were talking about, you know, okay. trust and stuff. I was like, mm-hmm. you should read this. Maybe <laughs> you can have it. Um, but that's something that I did want to like go back to and read it. I don't know why I stopped at that time. I'm usually in the rotation of three different books. And mm-hmm. that's probably just the one that I was like, okay. Now stop doing it. But that's interesting. As you said that, I'm going to read it now that you said mm-hmm. that. What else? I don't know. I probably, it'll probably come to me as a like more yeah. moment later. I feel like I'm not really sure if it's a hidden gem. And I don't want to be like, because it, it is like a very profound book. And I don't want to be disrespectful by saying it's a hidden gem because I feel like a lot of people do know it. Mm-hmm. But I haven't heard a lot of people talk to me about it. And when I speak about it, people never read it. Um, it's Asada Shakur's uh, memoir. Mm. Yeah. And so um, if you don't know who she is, she is actually like to this day still like on the most wanted list. Right. Mm. Um, for allegedly, allegedly, I don't think she did it. Killing a police officer. Um, so she was part of the Black Revolutionary Movement. Mm. Um, so she her whole like life story was just like, I'm like, is this really real? Like the book, like it, it's it's my favorite book. Wow. It's my favorite book. And every time I tell people about, I mean, just everything that she went through and how she overcame it, um, even having a baby through all of that, going to jail, I mean, escaping jail. So now she's in Cuba. Mm-hmm. I feel like recently maybe Common went there and like talked to her maybe a few years ago. Okay. I'm not really sure, but yeah, I think he did. Did he do an interview where he just like, I don't know what came of it. Mm-hmm. I just heard um, some government official mm-hmm. saying, like, oh, he went over there and, like, you know, and he said, like, she didn't do Like, he mm-hmm. pretty much was like, she didn't kill nobody. You know what I'm saying? I didn't see that from her. Mm-hmm. But I think it's something that everyone should read. I mean, just to see where we come from. And then the dates on it is the dates on it are just so, like just mind blowing because it's yes it's far away yes we weren't born yet but it was not it's really not that far away um so where black people have come from and a black woman at that like part of the black panther movement you know mm-hmm. she she kind of moved away from that a little bit to you know the black revolution movement so it's just like oh 
that book, y'all, y'all got to read it. It's definitely, I feel like a hidden gem because every time I tell somebody to read it, it's like, really? Are they like, who is that? Okay. See, you just made me think of another book that I'm always recommending to people. And I didn't think of it until like you kind of triggered my Mm -hmm. thought. Um, The Hip Hop Generation, Young Blacks and the Crisis in African-American Culture Mm -hmm. by Bakari Kitwana. That was on my assigned reading list um, in one of my history classes in undergrad. Oh, undergrad, I went to Hampson University. Shout out to HU. I went to your school, the esteem. (laughs) (laughs) University of Maryland. Go Terps. No, I didn't go to HBCU, but it's okay. That's okay. It's okay. (laughs) She missed out, but it's okay. (laughs) I had to add something in there. Give it a little razzle-dazzle. So in the hip-hop generation, Bakari Katswana is talking about the effects of hip-hop on our culture, just our identities, um, politics, everything. Um, The book came out in 2002, and the hip-hop generation, according to him, is individuals born between 1965 through 1984. And Generation X is 1965 through 1980. And then Millennials is 1980 through, I'm sorry, 1981 through 1996. So it's basically Generation X and like the older, um, the early years of Millennials. So that would make like Generation X. Hip-hop generation, Millennials, the children of the hip-hop generation and the... um, Generation Z, the grandchildren of the hip-hop generation. And even though the book came out in 2002, it's so relevant today. It's not like, you know, just this um, heavy critique of hip-hop because he was an editor of The Source. Um, So he's definitely, you know, pro-hip-hop. It's just that he is, you know, like when there's a sickness in the overall healthy human body, you just, you still have to identify you know, and heal those ailments. So he talks about um, a lot of issues in hip-hop music that promote negativity within our culture and our community as African-Americans. Um, and just, you know, some of the <clears throat> some of the things that um, we've went through and how they've, you know, reshaped our psyches. So there's a chapter called um, Race of the Race of the um, What is it? The War of the Sexes. And it just talks about, you know, like this kind of battle between black men and black women. Um, and he just talks about how we need to, you know, change that and how again hip hop music played a part in that because a lot of songs, especially in like the nineties, early two thousands, really degrade black women and objectify us. And, you know, it's the theme of hip hop can be like brotherhood, like, you know, forget women. It's all about the brotherhood pimping. And, you know, that's not really promoting <laughs> um, unity of the black family um, just, or the black community. Um, there's another chapter about like the movies that came out during that time. Uh, what was it called? Young Black and Don't Give a Fuck, I think. Young Black. And don't I think that's what's called young black and don't give a fuck um, violence and fumes and you know those the boys in the hood of that time minister society um, 
you know, the hypervigilant young teenage black male who is chitty chitty bang bang, shoot it up Saturday night, rob the liquor store Sunday night. Um, and although, of course, you know, there was gang violence, there was violence related to drug activity, but the way it was presented as this, I guess, rite of passage for young black men, or just like it was the reality for all of them. And that was not necessarily the case. Um, There's a chapter, you know, that talks about mass incarceration, the war on drugs, which was basically the war on black people. And you can't talk about our socioeconomic status now without talking about the mass incarceration of black men. So, yeah, it's a great book. I think everybody should have that book on their shelves. And again, that's The Hip Hop Generation by Bakari Kitswana. Good book. That's a really good book. I feel like, especially for our youth, I feel like some books I just feel like you should read as you transition into different age groups. Like, read it as a teen. And then read it again as a young adult. And then read it again as you're approaching 30. Like a lot of books, we need to do that. What are your favorite book genres? Hmm. I love, I mean, honestly, I'm here for the fiction, right? I love a good thriller. Mm -hmm. Like thrillers are, like that's it. Um, I'm not a big self-help book person. Mm. I try. <laughs> and sometimes, like, maybe it's too true and I can't face it. Like, you know, what I'm saying? maybe <laughs> something like that. But I'm like, oh, my God, I can't read this. So, like, no blank, blank for dummies. Yeah. yeah. I can't do it. I never, I can never get with those. Same here. I love fiction. I'm trying to, I, I love a whodunit. Like, a murder mystery yes. novel because love I love this. to be flipping through the book. Like, I know who I did know it. Who did it. <laughs> and we love, we, we be so wrong, y'all. We wrong all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that second to last chapter we get it but it's like duh, duh. Yeah, at that point girl please <laughs> um i love i'm trying to get into romance novels i love romance really i love romance yes i'm trying to get into it one of my favorite romance novels that i read uh this year is before i let go by kimberly ryan Mm. And she has one of her other romance novels actually has a show on um, a movie on Netflix with Gabrielle Union. Okay, the I remember you telling me about yeah. that. Okay, so we might put that on the I, list. How did I get that? I love a good romance, especially when I'm reading about killer shooting, stabbing. You yeah. know, all of that. It's a good mix to be like, oh my gosh, so dreamy. <laughs> I, I love love. Like yeah. I love the romance books. You got to You got to give it a try, but not in a cheesy one. Like you okay. got to get a good one. And I think Before I Let Go was a good, like, you know, it's not cheesy, lovey-dovey, over-the-top, like, okay, I'm sick of this shit. Like, okay. it's, it's, a, it's a good book. Okay. It's but a trial and tribulation. Even the super, super-duper cheesy, I received it. I don't it's know just, if I can, I, super-duper cheesy. <laughs> yeah. It's not that I've ever disliked them, it's just they've never been my priority. Like, mm-hmm. I've never been like, let me check out the latest romantic. I can romantic. say they are my faster read. Like they are okay. the ones that I can get through quick. Honestly, for most of the romance, like what are you you're not trying to figure out nothing? You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's kind of just like a quick, like what happened? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I got to get to the end because I got to see how these two characters end up or, mm-hmm. you know, whoever's involved. Yeah. So I want to get into that. I love a good memoir. If you have a good memoir. Yes. Yes. 
some people who just feel like once I make a million dollars, everybody wants to hear about my life. No, baby. No. If you're not giving a side of Shakur, <laughs> I, need, I need a powerful story and I need you to be real. Yes. And also, I don't like a memoir that is too focused on other people. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's your memoir, every single chapter shouldn't Chip. be about your yes. mom. Like, mm-hmm. no, I know that, you know, our parents play a pivotal role in our lives, but I don't think all of your memoir should be about someone else. Whose memoir are like, you thinking about right much. now that, that, that did that? <laughs> I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Write it down. I'm not even going to say it. I'm going to tell you this after the fact, because I'm going to be honest, I would... I, I didn't read it, okay. But just based on what the person was saying in an interview about the book, I was oh, like, right, okay. it just doesn't sound like she's talking about herself. Like it doesn't sound like she's talking about like you mm-hmm. know how any revelations that she's had in life. Like it just mm-hmm. sounds like I'm telling y'all all about yeah. my people's. I'm oh, talking, about, and not even just the relationship. I'm talking about like your memoir cannot be about what your grandmother did. Yeah, in the yeah. 40s. Like it, it needs to tie into what you yes, did today or whatever. That's just a biography about grandma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, just say yeah. you wrote the book on grandma's behalf. Exactly. Yeah. If you ain't if you ain't did nothing, I don't want to. What are you writing a book about? Because mm-hmm. you know millionaires coming down. Like everybody's a millionaire mm-hmm. these days. You made a million dollars. Okay. Woo-hoo. Mm-hmm. You could have wrote an article about that. Yeah. And not this is not to again diminish anybody's story, but I mean that talk is, about is already diminished. <laughs> She's she's more of the the blunt one, as you can see. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, so yeah, I love a murder mystery. There was this one um, novel that I read, and it, I really loved it because it was like it was given a lot. So it was a murder mystery novel, but it was based in like the nights, the early nineteen hundreds, I think, mm-hmm. and it paralleled to. The present tense, where like a woman had found like some a diary or something in her mm-hmm. grandmother's basement mm-hmm. of the house she was selling, and I was like, "That's really cool" because it was doing like the flashbacks and like mm-hmm. them finding clues, kind of. That's the present. yeah. I, I like that. And I when like, you can okay. actually write that and it come across not confusing, yes. that's like that's great. Yes. So also, I've been getting into a little sci-fi. Have you have you read anything? Not really, no. So Octavia Butler, I have a few of her books that I've read and um, it's definitely science fiction. It's definitely, um, I mean, I, I like them. So one of her books actually was a show, I believe, on FX maybe. Um, I don't know. I watched it on Hulu, mm-hmm. but it got canceled. But it was mm-hmm. really good. And it was about, um, you know, somebody going back in time. Um, so this, the main character... She, her mom had passed when she was younger. Um, but before her mom had passed, she, people said she was going crazy, right? Mm. She was imagining things that happened and never did. You know, they say she would disappear for a lot, a long time or whatever. Um, so she never got any real answers about her mother. People just put that stigma on her as crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, she gets to an age finally and, you know, she moves to another state. She has a boyfriend and all this. And one day she, um, thinks that she's dreaming or something and she actually goes back in time to mm-hmm. like like slavery times and oh, she wow. is you know she's going through and um, every time she she can feel it about to come on and it's like she about she's about to pass out and that's when she goes and so as she and every time she's gone she's only gone for like a minute 30 seconds but 
in back in the day, it's like months or days. Mm-hmm. Um, so when she knows she's about to leave the next time, like every time she comes back, she grabs stuff. Like I'm taking medicine with me now. And I'm now I'm taking a gun with me. Like, you know, certain things yeah. to kind of like help her because she's stuck back then. It's really good. And then also I know her other book, um, which was kind of scary. I'm not going to lie. The book was scary because it kind of shined a light on like what's to come mm, um, in the future. In the future here. Um, so um, the parable of the the sword um, by Octavia Butler. I've heard of that. Girl. When I, like, it took me so long to read the book because every time I got to a part that was just like, I had to, I had to put the book down mm-hmm. and I had to go, like, go do something else because I'm like, wow, because I could see it happening. It was like, um, the government was just going crazy. Resources were like far to none. It was either you're extremely rich or extremely poor. So people to protect themselves because everybody was so poor with no food or nothing. Like people were scavenging. People were like killing each other. Mm-hmm. It was so much crime because they didn't have anything that some neighborhoods joined together and put whatever resources they had together to build a wall around like whatever few houses they could like build protection. They only had like a couple of guns between them. They had to use whatever knowledge they had beforehand. Like somebody who had a um, plant, like vegetables so like that's all that whatever they knew how to plant that's all they can get mm-hmm. whatever animals they can get into that wall that's all they could eat and they had to ration everything like it was very scary um and the government was rich like you know and wow. so and and someone ended up coming into their neighborhood and and she had to like run away and you know it was it was very scary about how the world ended up with the government trying to control everything, mm-hmm. the rich, rich stayed really, really rich, and everybody else was just extremely poor mm-hmm. and um, fighting for resources. Wow, it's so crazy because a lot of like, I guess some scientists and scholars, when they either write articles or books or just tweet or talk about like climate change, mm-hmm. and they they would just be like, like as a joke. Sometimes people's response would just be, "Everybody just." Grab a gun and find you a farmer. <laughs> like, it's scary. Scary. It's like about. it was like the people who prepare for doomsday. Like it's mm-hmm. it's like that. Like yeah. they would survive whatever yeah. that world was. <laughs> Me and they say like get your upper body strength built right now. Like start. Ah, I don't want to think about it. Yeah, that's how I felt reading the book. <laughs> Lord, just take me before it comes to that. <laughs> Um, so we've told you about ourselves. We told you about some of our favorite books, favorite genres and everything like that. So now we want to tell you what you can look forward to on this podcast and book club journey with us. You can expect, just like Nika said, our podcast to be like a virtual book club. We're going to let you know in advance the book that we're going to be reading. And then we're going to talk about the book for at least two full episodes or try to break it down to be like one episode will be dedicated to maybe the first half. So like, we'll see if uh, we have some of the same predictions, how we like in the characters, what's happening. And then the next episode, we'll have finished the book and talk about the entire book, ask each other some book club questions. We'll definitely have some guest co-hosts 
um, we have an IRL in real life book club. So some of our friends are definitely going to be joining us, um, depending on the book. They find it interesting, want to read with us and then come and join us answering questions, just giving our review of the book. That's what they're going to do. We're going to have some specialty episodes, hoping to have some meet the author episodes where maybe some local artists or nationally known, let's <laughs> manifest it, yeah. will come and talk about their work with us. Um, yeah, all types of different people. I just feel like reading is something that everyone can bond over. So mm-hmm. it's not like, you know, even if it's not an author, I feel like everybody, no matter what profession you have, any walk of life you come from, you if that's your passion, that's what this book club is all about. Mm-hmm. Baddies reading. And men can be baddies too. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> we welcome y'all with open arms. Yes. <laughs> um, so I guess we want to tell them our book of the... Yes, let's introduce the book. Yeah. So this few um, episodes we're going to go over... The other black girl by Zakia. Zakia. Yeah. Zakia Harris. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, um, so it is a thriller um based about a girl named Anella Rogers. And it's about, I guess, what the, the publication market. What is it? Book publicist? What is she? Yeah, like the publishing, like. It's book the book publishing industry. Okay, and she's she's work. She wants to become an editor, so she's an editor's assistant. assistant yeah, mm-hmm. editorial assistant. Mm-hmm. Here is the little blurb we got about the book. Twenty-six-year-old editorial assistant Nella Rogers is tired of being the only black empo- employee at Wagner Books. Fed up with the isolation and microaggressions, she's thrilled when Harlem-born and bred Hazel starts working in the cubicle beside hers. They've only just begun comparing natural hair, hair care regimens, though, when a string of uncomfortable events elevates Hazel to our office darling and Nella to le- is left in the dust. As Nella starts to spiral and obsess over the sinister forces at play, she soon realizes there's a lot more at stake in her career. Having joined Wagner Books to honor the legacy of Burning Heart, a novel written and edited by two Black women, she thought the animosity was a relic of the past. Is Nella ready to take on the fight of a new generation? So... I think I could give a little like get out or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it's another black person and not yeah. a white person. Zakia Dalila Harris, the other black girl. Yeah. So I'm excited to get into this book. Um, it's a New York Times bestseller. Black author. I mean, it's a thriller, obviously. What more can you ask for? I'm excited. Yeah. I love so, to see us doing all the genres. Yeah. You know, not just highlighting us for mm-hmm. like the slavery books. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or Hustler's Wife. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so we're going to be diving into that um, on our next episode, Meeting 2. So y'all should rehab so, to join yes. us in the conversation. Join us in the conversation. And if you have any suggestions, questions, comments, um, books that you want to recommend, send us an email. DM us. Mm-hmm. MyBaddyCanRead at gmail.com. You can also follow our Instagram at MyBaddyCanRead and Twitter 
at my baddie can read. Yeah. We can't wait to read with y'all. See y'all next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another meeting with My Baddie Can Read. We hope that you've enjoyed our conversation. Make sure you subscribe to keep reading with us. To keep the talk going outside of the library, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Baddies Can Read. And Twitter at My Baddie Can Read. We'd love your feedback on our book list and any suggestions you may have about future reads. Can't wait to chat again. Until next time, baddies. Baddies.